Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello, and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Horrible Grey Thing. And I'm Chris Scarling. And you can probably tell by now, I'm just terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy we came up with a different name than last year for each of us. Yeah, last year you were, last year's was really good. You were, um, what was it? Uh, horror Ghouling. That's a pretty, think, that's yeah, hard to top. It's hard to top, yeah. And I was creepy Chris Slithering, so I think Chris Scarling is better. Yeah, yeah, that works, I, works so for I've, me. So I've gone better. I mean, you couldn't top last year's, I've topped last year's. So ha- happy even. Halloween, everybody. Amen, brother. Yeah, I'll tell tell you, I mean, we've got the lights off in the studio here. I've got just enough light to you know, read my script by, which is not a very much of a script, because we have actually enlisted some help for this podcast, much yes. like we did last year when yeah. The Simpsons helped us out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, first of all, let me explain that this is, uh, this is Chris's favorite holiday of all. Yes. Uh, and I think you've been slightly influenced by our, our bosses here, Anna and David Bourgeois. Because or, or I've influenced them. Or maybe you've influenced them, yes. Yeah. But since I arrived here eight years ago, they have really made a big deal out of Halloween. Yeah. I mean, we've gone to uh, hayrides, yeah. you know, uh, haunted hayrides. We have had uh, parties at their house of, of, with us all dressed up. Yeah. Um, you know, th- it, and that's fun and that's cool. But, you know, my idea of dressing up, you know, for um, uh, Halloween is, is putting some of those smarties on my belt and calling myself smarty pants i mean that that's you know that's as far as i go all right but but obviously chris this is oh, your this holiday. is my i'm in my element right now <laughs> so i remember when i first came back to voice coaches my my thing was you know when we were doing the podcast i was like can we please do a halloween special and i finally got my way last year with the the, the voices from the treehouse episode where we talked about our favorite guests on on treehouse of horrors and i don't know why it never came to I never thought of this, but, um, you know, a lot of folks here have ghost stories Mm -hmm. and I thought it would be, you know, what better way to celebrate, um, with, with the people that we work with than to let them shine, let them have a moment to tell their ghost stories. And, uh, and that's what we did. We talked to John Galogli. We talked to Jenny Marcotte, uh, the studio's head engineer, Brett Portzer has some, some pretty funny, uh, (laughs) ghost stories. Um, it just, you know, we opened up and said, you know, tell us about your ghost stories. And there were some, some pretty cool surprises here. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the interesting thing because if I am not mistaken, even while you were recording, some interesting things happened. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear it a little later, okay. but uh, I'll talk about it as it goes on. But there, okay. it was cool. It was a really neat experience. So yeah. um, quick disclaimer slash warning here. Um, we do intend this podcast to be equal parts informative and entertaining. There's nothing educational about this one. <laughs> Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. Unless you know that we we put the microphone in the right spot for these people. You know, <laughs> I, I I mean, where else can you go with this? You know, yeah. but it really is just folks telling some ghost stories. And these are what well, the fun part is. You went for people that tell real things that really have happened to them. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is all. They, this is all these aren't little really stories happened. they've made up. These, this is real life stuff. Yeah, I was kind of, of on the fence. I was thinking maybe we could read some ghost stories or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. these wound up all being so good that it's like. Well, well, I got to use these. All so, right. So, Very yeah. good. Well, then we're going to let Chris work his magic for the remainder of this podcast. Enjoy your Halloween treat. Our first chapter of the show starts where many stories start. Childhood. There's a common theory that children, some adults, and animals possess somewhat of a sixth sense that they are more tuned in to things that we as adults tend to shut out or for some reason are somehow unable to perceive. This first story, 
as several others you'll hear later, comes to us from Voice Coach's owner, Anna Bourgeois. To set the scene in this story, Anna is five years old. Around this time in her life, her mom and dad decided to move the family out to the country and build a log cabin. Shortly after moving in, some strange things begin to happen. Here's Anna. My room had a window that faced um, the front porch, and I heard noises, people talking and stuff early in the morning. So I look out the window, and strangely enough, it was my cousins from about, they're like a 10-minute drive. They they rode their bikes Mm -hmm. over to our house. So I thought, oh, that's really weird. Another day goes by, and I hear my name being called in the morning. So I go and look out on the front porch thinking that maybe they came back and Mm -hmm. nobody was there. So I immediately, my parents were not home. I immediately go and I um, look for my two sisters to see if they were calling me. Turns out both of them were sleeping. So my parents come home from work and at dinner time, my dad finally just goes, who's washing their hair in the middle of the night? And we're like, what? And he goes, I hear water running. And we were like, well, that's odd because that was the day. Like, he just brought it up at the same time that I'm like, well, somebody was calling my name uh-huh. and I don't know what that is. Anna then tells me that her and her older sister pick up a Ouija board. This is the first time that we hear of Anna using one, but not the last time that we hear of one from her. Well, one day we're goofing off and the Ouija board box fell onto the floor like it fell off the bed Uh and all of a sudden you hear it scraping like it's moving across the floor now we didn't see it we heard it and we just darted naturally as you'd expect that sort of thing freaks anna out a little bit but she's always had a curious spirit and her and her sister decide to go and explore the woods so we were looking past the fence line and we kind of like got on a stump got a branch because we saw like a rock or something in the woods. Mm -hmm. So we bent over the fence line, scraped it off, and it turned out it was a gravestone. And it was of a younger kid. Like either 12, I want to say it was like really weird, like 12 or 12 days or something really young, like a a, a baby that had died. Once we found the grave, Mm -hmm. it seemed like there was nothing else. It's the end of Anna's story for now, but we'll talk with Anna a few more times over the course of the show. Next, we're going to hear from studio manager Jenny Marcotte. Jenny tells us about a surprisingly similar experience with the supernatural at an early age. Interestingly, these interviews were conducted separately, but you may notice some peculiar similarities. Jenny's story starts with her visiting a friend's house around the time she was 12 years old. Her best friend at the time lived in an old farmhouse with her family. That friend was one of four daughters, and the youngest daughter of the family had passed away at a very early age. Here's Jenny's story. There had been a lot of unexplainable things that would happen, um, whether you wanted to see them and believe them or they actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, if this particular so name... a lot of confirmation bias with a few things. Correct. Like, well, it must have been, yeah. Um pictures being turned you would correct them Mm -hmm. pictures of her and they would they would always tilt again Mm -hmm. or if that particular name was set on tv the tv would somehow get a little bit louder and then go back to normal and and again you know you did the did that just happen 
Right. Is there a reason? There always could be. We were playing a game upstairs, second floor of this big old farmhouse, and we had been playing Monopoly for quite some time. There was, you know, a plethora of cards, money, houses, all of that, all in an order from two people playing. Mm -hmm. We decided that we were going to take a break from that. Mm -hmm. So we were going to go outside. And we got up, we walked down the stairs, we walked out the front door, and on the front lawn was this Monopoly game with the cards and the money and the hotels all set up exactly the same way. That is crazy. And she, I stayed outside and she ran upstairs and yelled out the window, it is that game. It was not in her room any longer. I went home. That's crazy. I went home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't stay to play outside. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Finally, to close out Act 1, not everyone has the same type of experience in childhood, but there do seem to be some similar patterns throughout. Another commonality is music. Sometimes it soothes us, and sometimes it haunts us. Here's John Galogli. My mother tells me I have a ghost story. She says that when I was, geez, I had to be three years old, four years old. Uh-huh. She says that she would sit out in the living room and every night she would hear a woman singing to me. In, 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 in my room. Well, yeah, okay. a woman singing in my room. And so uh, she said she would come in and when she came in, there was nothing there. And, and uh, she would say, what, what was that? And I would say, it was the woman in the white dress. Huh. Yeah, that's that's all I know. I, I don't remember any of it, of course. I was three, but she to this day says that it happened. And finally, to close out Act One, some additional perspectives from childhood. Not all of us here have had experiences with ghost children, but a lot of our experiences started at a similar age. Around the time that I turned 10, my parents moved us out to the country to a 200-year-old farmhouse. The house was old and had a lot of what my parents would call character. The floorboards were creaky. Many of the windows were drafty. Reportedly, the house had been burned to the ground twice, and the property had been the site of battles during the Revolutionary War. The woods behind our house contained a rural dump. You could easily find things like an old Model T Ford, televisions, and glass Coca-Cola bottles. Many times throughout my childhood, in the woods and late at night in my house, I felt what I could only describe as a presence, like I was being watched. Before we moved in, the house had been abandoned. For 20 years, it sat empty, but previously it had been the home of a family of eight children. The daughter of the family lived in a modest house next door to ours. The family's patriarch, a man named Seward, had died in our house a long time ago. And since then, it remained dormant and abandoned. I always found it strange that this woman lived next door to where she grew up, but not in her childhood home. When we moved in, there was a piano outside my bedroom. It was an antique and not even remotely in tune with itself. One night, I awoke to the sounds of music. It was the piano. My mom was somewhat of a musician, and thinking it was her, I opened the door. 
I stepped out, opened my eyes, and when I looked, the bench was empty and the playing had stopped. No one was there. Naturally uneased, I went back to bed, and a few minutes later, the piano started playing again. The most remarkable thing about the music was how unremarkable it was. It wasn't happy or sad, wistful or optimistic. It just was. I opened the door again, and the piano stopped. I went up to tell my parents, who dismissed my story as a dream, and urged me to return to bed. Easier said than done, I managed to comply and slept throughout the night. In the morning, I pleaded with my parents to reconsider and believe my story about the piano, but they wouldn't hear of it and told me that my imagination had run wild. Maybe it had. For the next several months, I slept uneventfully through the night, and the piano remained silent. My family would later go through a somewhat difficult spell with my father losing his job, and as a result, we wound up selling the piano to help offset some of our expenses. A few years later, I awoke in the night with intense thirst. I walked into the bathroom to get some water, and when I opened my eyes, I saw the glowing shape of a man standing in the bathroom. In a complete state of disbelief, I stared at him as he disappeared in front of my eyes. I never heard the music or saw him again. Not everyone has experiences like mine, Jenny's, John's, or Anna's. In fact, our studio's senior engineer, Brett Portzer, has a somewhat different outlook on all things supernatural. Here's a brief conversation I had with Brett. So, Brett, what about you? You, you, have, any, you have any ghost stories? No, that's bull****. Oh, okay. <laughs> it can be easy for people to dismiss these stories as such. In fact, sometimes, that's exactly what they are. I thought I saw a ghost once. Uh, I believed that I saw a ghost. This was when I was about three or four. Uh-huh. And we lived in a two-family house, and there was no one living in the other side. And so being the adventurous, bold child that I was, I, I went in there, and I was confronted by this person who I believed was a ghost this entire time, up until probably maybe 10 years ago. Um, very scraggly, very scary, but he was just standing in an empty room. Uh-huh. And so this whole time I had believed that, that it was a ghost. And and I was sharing this with my family, like I said, about 10 years ago. And then and then my mother did share that, no, that wasn't a ghost. It was actually just a, a homeless person that had found themselves <laughs> in there, which kind of wrecked it for me because it was much better when I thought it was a ghost. Yeah, probably. Standing there talking to me because I wasn't scared then. And then after you know 20 years uh, now later, you know, then now I was scared. scared. Yeah. <laughs> I was confronted with a scary homeless person. <laughs> While Brett may have had a good observation regarding things like Jenny's story, sometimes there are things that happen that we can't come up with a rational explanation for. In this next story, the first of Act Two, the numbers are in favor of the supernatural. Here's Anna again, with a story about our former studio and a peculiar occupant who resided there. We moved into a new recording studio, um, and when we started doing construction, 
there'd be some weird things where you'd kind of in the corner of your eye think you saw someone. Um, one time I came down the stairs and I thought Robin, who worked for us at the time, was standing there. Or in the, there's a, a, a little room with a window. Mm-hmm. When you come down the stairs, you can see straight into that little window. And I the thought, little office room. Yes. Yep. And so I thought she was there. Um, and then when I walked around the corner to the front, she was sitting there. And I was like, weren't uh, you, you just, just there? there? And yeah. she's like, no. And now Robin herself really said she was seeing things in the morning and there was a a lady in white is what she called her we had office space upstairs prior to when we made it into apartment Mm -hmm. it was very open you came up the stairs there was a bunch of different doors you can go you can go into the kitchen you can go into the well it was a conference room that we used also as a dining area yeah pretty much like with the exception of the stairs it was all open and the stairs were in the middle yes yeah and so I remember everybody was having lunch and then all of a sudden David ran out the door and he was like, who was that? And he saw someone with a white dress walk away, like like as if, as if they were going to go head back down the stairs. So he ran after him because he didn't know who Who's that in the building. was. Yeah, yeah. Then that space up there, we ended up renting it to over at Media. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a guy named Phil who worked and he they were moving in and... He came up to me and he says, who's that person that I saw? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, I was setting up my desk and I saw a lady in white standing in the doorway. Oh, my gosh. And we just started laughing because we (laughs) never told him that we thought there was a ghost. So the ghost, it seems, only would come around when there was change. When we moved in, when they moved in, Uh because I've got this continued on for years. We told Phil, and the owner of the company was there, Dan. And funny thing after that was he would call each person by at the end of the day and say, hey, what time are you leaving? Because he didn't want to be left in the <laughs> building by himself, which I thought was hysterical because he was just trying to let nonchalantly like ask you, like, hey, what just time so are you know, leaving? I don't want to be Whatever. the last one but, here. It was really, ghost. Yeah, yeah, he never said that, but then right, he would right. laugh at him and be like, it's because you don't want to be here by yourself. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so... They moved out, and I don't know that we ha- Well, Robin went to go see a psychic, mm-hmm. and the psychic kept saying that the lady wants to know, wants to ask the boss lady what's going on in the building. Huh. Like, she wanted to know, like, when we were moving, when those people were moving. Like, any, it seems, I guess, anytime there's change. Mm-hmm. Now, we ended up talking to the neighbor next door, and they claim they know who she is, too. Like, no they've kidding. seen her. Wow. So I'm like, so this person travels from house to house in the neighborhood? I don't know. Or did they know her from when she was around? I don't know if she just, like, because we have periods when everything's kind of normal and she's not around. Uh So it seems like she comes back when there's change. Anna would later move out of the studio and put it on the market. One night, she made plans to clean the studio with her sister. Anna hadn't told her sister anything about what had transpired at the building. Unfortunately for her sister, Anna was stuck working late, and her sister went into the studio alone. So she's cleaning, and she would feel like um, a cold air come by her, like, you know, like just something that would kind of wake her up a little bit. And then 
she thought she felt someone tugging her sleeve. Mm -hmm. So she calls me and she's like, hey, she goes, what's, she goes, do you have a ghost here? And she didn't think I was going to say yes, but I did. (laughs) She was like, oh my God, uh, I'm here by myself, whatever. I go, just talk to her. Just tell her what you're doing and why. And she'll she'll go away. away." And that's what she did. So she's cleaning. She'd be like, just letting you know I'm cleaning and we've moved out and we just got to clean it to sell it and whatever. And that was it. But now I've asked my sister again because we're still trying to sell the same building and we have to clean it again. She won't go there by herself. While it's understandable that one might be scared of the unknown, sometimes the unknown can remind us of things that provide us with some comfort. Here's a unique perspective from Kiki. So when I was living at home, my grandmother used to live with us and I'm super Greek, so I have this, like, everything you hear about Greek families is pretty much true. (laughs) It's big. It's congested. They're all up in your business. They're always there. Uh So my grandmother used to live with us. Actually, my grandfather did, too, but he, you know, passed on, and so it was just my grandmother. Okay. And I remember I was out of town for a couple days, and my grandmother had been getting, like, progressively more and more sick. We had, like, this big power outage and it was winter time and it was so cold and she basically this sounds like a little sick and it's kind of depressing to talk about she basically froze to death oh so she fell um and nobody was home and then we you know obviously you do your best to kind of like warm her up but basically she was her body was just like i'm done oh geez but i still don't think to this day that she was ready to go Mm-hmm. because she was just one of those ladies that literally was like, I have things to do. I have to go here and do this, even though she was crazy because, mm-hmm. you know, she had Alzheimer's, dementia, and didn't speak English and was deaf. It was like a really interesting situation. Now, actually, because of that, she died in our house, in my parents' house. The room that was hers, coincidentally, after she passed on, the lights would continuously flicker now. Huh. So sometimes... When, you know, I'm feeling like I miss her or something or I need to like talk to her. You know how you are with grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go in there and I'll just kind of and you actually have to set the light. It's like a dimmer. So you have to get it into a specific spot mm-hmm. in order for it to not flicker. And it never actually did that until Before it until the interesting. Yeah. So now me and my brother and my brother says this all the time, too, because he still lives at home. And when I was living there, I had built like a basement apartment. So that was my room. Uh Um, But he lives there now. And he goes, he's like, sometimes I hear shuffling, you know, like it's her because she had a very distinctive walk Mm -hmm. because she was older and she would just shuffle a little bit. And he always talks to me about it. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, it's creeping me out. This, that and the other thing. And so that I don't know. Sometimes it leads me to believe that there are different dimensions and parallel universes and, you know, spirits all around us because, I don't know, how can there not be? Here's one more story before our final act. Brett Portzer comes clean about his stance on the supernatural. I actually actually do have one minor ghost story. Uh, when I was maybe 16, we were at my friend's house. We pulled out the Ouija board. He told me I was going to live to 66. I was totally, totally pissed. 
because that's only one year of senior citizens discounts. So I'm living for 65 years for this 20 cent coffee and it's gone. Finally, to close the show, we have one last story from Anna. And as a warning, something strange happened during the recording of this segment. Proceed with caution. It was college. Okay. And uh, our dorms, it was like boy, girl, boy, girl, like each floor or whatever. We all used to go up and hang out on one particular floor on the fifth floor. And somebody had a Ouija board. So they'd all goof around, goof around, whatever. Mm -hmm. So my um, roommates and I decided to get a Ouija board. So we did. And we had some friends that lived on the corner and they were really into it. So we would play this Ouija board and it kept escalating to the point where, you know, we thought it was real. Um, we had um, gotten the name of the spirit who says that he actually committed suicide um, and down the this, this street, which is um, where the corner of where this dorm was, because his girlfriend had started dating his best friend and whatever. So it was a tragic thing where he actually um, shot himself. We were doing it like every night to the point of ridiculousness. Like we th- like we're talking to it as if it's our friend. Now, he says he's in purgatory because he committed suicide. And his nickname is Zomp. He said everybody has a nickname. Um, I'm trying to think of every now and then we'd play and all of a sudden it would get off the board real quick. Like the board, like the thing would just shoot off. Uh-huh. And he would come back and say, um, I'm trying to think of the nickname, the whoever monitors all the little people in purgatory. Uh-huh. <laughs> he supposedly had a nickname and he would say, so-and-so's coming, got to go. Like uh-huh. literally like whatever. His purgatory the- R.A. Yeah, exactly. Like there was a point where we're we're playing in um like the little kitchenette room and we're making it was mashed potatoes or something uh-huh. and all of a sudden the board would say check your potatoes cuz <laughs> it was boiling and then we turned and it's boiling over. Uh-huh. Like it was that ridiculous. Okay. So we would ask it things and it would and it would say things and then we'd be like, "Well, how come that didn't happen?" So at one point like we were doing um we I was a in communications we did radio we, we, I was a radio television and film uh major so we had to do a video uh-huh. of course what do I do to pick some weird video I do a Ouija board scene where the girls turn into like witches and they're doing this Ouija board thing so my two roommates are going to be the witches and I'm setting up mm-hmm. and I had this really tall glass candle where the wax had melted down and it was really hard to reach with a regular match to light it. Mm-hmm. So I'm setting up and in my head, I go, I wish that candle would just like if I could break it or something. And all of a sudden, I swear to God, I am not lying. I heard a crackling sound. I turn around and literally that candle broke the glass all the way around and it popped off. We're playing almost every night. It's ridiculous. Like... So one, there was this kid on campus that I thought was cute, didn't know his name. I saw him in the communications building, had no idea. And me and my roommate were in the same uh, uh, film editing class, and um, you had to wait outside and for a while to get into a lab. So I'm sitting on the floor, and I had my head against the wall. My eyes are closed. And in my head, I go, no, this is coincidence, I know, but this was during the time where we were obsessed with this thing. Sure, sure. I go, I wish that hot guy would walk by right now. And like a second later, my roommate's like hitting me. And she's like, she goes, wake up. She goes, that guy you like? She goes, he just walked down the stairs, just like stood there for a second and then just walked away. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what else can you do for me, zombie? (laughs) But anyway, so 
we were getting to the point where now we're really asking it things. And there were some things like that were really freaky. My roommate tried to commit suicide and we never really discussed it, mm-hmm. like verbally, like whatever. But like we're playing the game and all of a sudden it's saying stuff like you shouldn't have done that and blah, blah, blah. Like stuff that we wouldn't actually say Address. to the person. Right, yes. Right. And yeah. it was like going off on that. And I was like, Oh my God. We played for a while and then it got to the point where like we kept asking it like, you know, stupid questions like, you know, is this going to happen or blah, 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 blah. So the board, it it turned out none of the stuff was coming true. So Mm -hmm. we were asking this guy, we're like, how come like you're telling us this and it's not? He's like, I'm a ghost, not a future predictor. I'm not Nostradamus. That's what he said. He goes, basically, I see what you see Mm -hmm. and that's it. Like I'm, so I really can't tell you anything. So at some point, eventually it wore off, <laughs> which I feel really bad. But it got a little creepy because um, we had gotten rid of our board. Like we had this girl that said she could see auras and stuff, whatever. And uh-huh. she said she could see this, I don't know what color it was, following us, uh-huh. which was bad. So we ended up, um, So actually, I think one of our other roommates actually took the board and broke it and mm-hmm. threw it out. Like, yeah, people always say you don't know what you're letting in. When exactly. You yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So she broke it and got rid of it, whatever. So we kind of ended it there. But we were um, on spring break at someone's house and they had a Ouija board. And I guess it was, a very, I guess it was very big in the uh, er, late, well, I guess early 90s. Yeah. Um, they were playing. I wasn't playing, but the board kept asking me to play. And it kept saying that it was Zomp. Wow. And I was like, no. Nah. I don't think so. That was a college so, phase. Yeah, that's just a phase. Yeah. So I'm out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was my weird college possession story. <laughs> After we recorded this story, Anna came out of the booth and told me about another episode where Zomp had reached out to her through the Ouija board. He was upset, and a ketchup bottle and other items fell over in the refrigerator. I found this part of the story to be captivating and interesting, so I asked her to come back into the booth to record it. Anna agreed, went into the booth, and the microphone would not record her voice. Since that happened, we tested all of the equipment in the studio. The microphone, the cable, the interface, the preamp. Everything was working as expected. We'll leave it up to you to decide what truly happened there. Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. All right, now, since we've done a Halloween special, we've we got to do a Christmas special. That's my favorite holiday. Okay. 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 So yeah. we'll, we'll think of something for Christmas. Okay. You know, we tell ghost stories at Christmas. That's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe anyway. we, could do, we could do a review of the voices in the Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> even though it's been 20 years. Uh... <laughs> But, uh, but a nice job on that, sir. Thank you for, for everything that you put into making this a little bit of a different episode this week. Thanks. Thanks. It's my pleasure. Like I said, I've been, you know, I've, I remember when it was you and Mike, I was bugging you guys, I think from like August onward. I'm like, do a Halloween one. And so 
Nope, glad you got your free hand to, to do it and enjoy it. So, Thank you. There's nothing spooky about the best way to be introduced to professional voice acting, however. Just check to see if we're coming to your local university, college, school, or recreation program with our offering called Getting Paid to Talk. It's an adult education class that we present across the U.S. and Canada just about year-round, and it really will introduce you to the, uh, to the right way to get into this business. And we could be coming, actually, to your town soon. Should we make it? The week of November 2nd. <laughs> We'll be in creepy Cincinnati, frightening Fremont and ghoulish Grove City, Ohio, <laughs> deadly Dallas, haunted Houston, and Austin, Texas. Couldn't and come up with an A for Austin, could no, you? No, no. I'm, okay. I'm, come on. <laughs> We're also going to be in Clifton Park, New York. Sounds good. And in, in Woodbury, Connecticut, and Columbia, St. Charles, St. Louis, and Independence, Missouri, and Shreveport, Louisiana. Shrieking, Shreveport. Shreveport. Oh! Very good. Nice. Uh, we did not plan that. That's no. very good. If you'd like to know when our class is coming your way, just call us 866-887-2834. Or email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com and uh, maybe share your ghost story. Maybe next year it can be all listener ghost there, stories. There you go. I like just that. A thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take a moment to suggest a topic for this podcast or just make a comment or ask a question. Remember, you can always like us on Facebook or rate us on iTunes if you're listening through that portal. Ooh. Speaking of portals, yeah. I think I'm going to use one to get out of here. It's a little spooky in here. <laughs> Turn the lights back on. I think so. Okay. Yeah. We'll be back a little lighter next week. Thanks. we got to come up with something that can be horrible and, and ghoulish. Horrible ghoulish? It's uh, too far it's, from it's here. Too close. Uh, too not, yeah, you're too right. Too far. Uh, Warren. Uh... Horrible gray thing. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yes. Okay. Hello, and once again, welcome to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm. Who am I again? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out both of them were sleeping. So I'm like, okay, must be hearing things. Mm-hmm. That not not out, not out of the norm for you. No, course, no, yeah. I'm always I'm always talking to myself. So there's many voices in my head. Yeah, a woman singing in my room, and I would say it was the woman in the white dress. Huh. Yeah, that's that's all I know. I, I don't remember any of it, of course. I was three, but she to this day says that it happened. Now, do you still sing in your sleep? <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> I, sing in a, I sing in my sleep as a woman. So I never wanted to tell my mother that I have that talent, and I probably had it since I was a child. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was my weird college possession story <laughs> where people are like uh-huh sure <laughs> and how much did you drink yeah. <laughs> oh we should do another podcast on that topic yeah, uh, no <laughs> it's one of those uh like the dimmer. knob ones yeah yeah okay. but it's like yeah. a dimmer i know yeah. i'm sitting here rotating my hand like oh, they, you can they can actually see it see Every, everyone can see this no <laughs> <laughs> There, there's nothing spooky about the best way to be introduced to... <laughs> it's an adult education... It sure it is. Adult education. It is. It's a claymation yeah. adult education. It's very it's an, slow. <laughs> it's an adult... Ed- Would you stop it? <laughs> Should we make it? The week of October... <laughs> the week of... No- blah, blah, blah. The week of October, what month no, is it? it? It's November. It's November. There. I'm yeah. not ready to leave October yet. Okay. I'm just stuck here. That's all right. So I have got one actually relating to the old studio. Not okay. really a ghost story, mm-hmm. but I had started in August of 2005, and I knew there was a Halloween party coming up, and I think we were getting ready for it. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know if it was like Friday the 13th in October or if it was Halloween the day. Okay. Um, we were getting ready to close up, 
and it was just, you know, uh, appropriate for the season. A bat flew in. Oh, yes. And, <laughs> I and I remember like, you know, we were like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll get it out of here. And it was it's not really a scary story or anything like that. But it was just funny because of like when it happened. Yes. And um, normally dealing with a bat is like, OK, you, you know, throw a sheet over it or, or get a fishing net and, and you're fine. But one of the things that's peculiar about getting a bat out of a recording studio is when it flies into a vocal booth. Well, the vocal booth has all this, you know, uh, sound uh, dampening stuff. So the bat is not only like physically blind, it's, it's, you know, ears sensationally blind too. So it would just, I just remember it flopping around, flopping around, hitting going the into the walls. And, yes. Yeah. I remember that as well. And we yeah. could just sit out and watch it through the window. Like it was <laughs> like, maybe it'll wear itself <laughs> like we're, out. We're at the zoo. Let's just watch yeah. it and yeah. whatever. I remember that as well. 